Welcome to iHeartGeek. Hey, hey, hey! Hey! It's another episode of iHeartGeek. Hi, everybody. It is your girl, Courtney, Miss Geeky Page. And joining me today is Tyler, Blize, and Kevin. And we're going to be talking about the first episode of Miss Marvel, the new TV show on Disney+. Plus. Hey guys, how are you doing today? Doing good. Doing, doing good. good. It's no the complaint. beginning of summer, and I'm an AC guy in Florida, so we're we're starting to feel it. He's the Florida man. <laughs> yeah, this episode was supposed <laughs> to be recorded like hours ago, but yeah, we had to do with yeah. the Florida man and the AC thing. So wait, nah. sorry, listeners, you had to wait a couple more hours for us. <laughs> so let's talk about Miss Marvel. I'm going to pass it on to Blythe for just a quick second to give us a little background of the character Miss Marvel from the comic books, and then we will dive right into that episode. Take it away, Blythe. Cool. So uh, Miss Marvel uh, first appeared, I think, right around uh, 2012. Uh, when Marvel started doing its whole like revamp of um, the universe, they started with a bunch of number ones and she was one of them. Um, and since then, she's kind of taken the whole um, comic book industry by storm. She's a favorite character to many um, of the younger crowd, of um, the girls and women out there that really wanted like a standout character. Um, she is generally an inhuman, um, which we will definitely get into here because Mm -hmm. there is some on the fence things about that, um, who got her powers by inhaling the Terrigen Mist. um, And then she took on the mantle as Miss Marvel um, since Captain Marvel had dropped that that title years before. So uh, it's very cool. It's very cool to see this character come um, come to life. Uh, for the MCU, um, it's different. It's a different show, right, guys? Um, than Absolutely, yeah. we've gotten um, previously, especially on the uh, coattails of Moon Knight. I don't think it could be any more different. Oh, um, yeah. So, yeah. Stark <laughs> contrast there. <laughs> so yeah, man. Uh, like I said, super excited to to see this character and to see how well they portrayed her because um, there's some differences to the comic books that leaves a little bit of shadow into what's going on, but there's a lot of like really solid portrayals of her character. Mm-hmm. One thing I want to mention is she is considered the first Muslim superhero in the Marvel pantheon. So that is really a rad thing. And she's also, I don't believe she's the first Pakistani character that they've had, but she could be very well the first Pakistani superhero that they have as well. So that's pretty amazing. So let's jump on into the episode and we'll touch a little bit about what Blyze was saying about how different it is for Moon Knight right off the bat. Those credits that we get, very Scott Pilgrim-esque, very, you know, very comic booky, very fun. What did you guys think? Tyler, what did you think of those opening credits? Uh, No, I I enjoyed... I enjoyed the the quirkiness of it, the little, the lighthearted, the bright colors. Um, it because it was it was just we just came off of an emotional time with Moon Knight and dealing with some deep stuff, and then they come out with this, and it's like hey, hey you know, just a nice shining light. Um, <laughs> it was definitely it it, was, it reminded me a little bit of not just like Scott Pilgrim, but like I watched Captain Underpants with my boys, and it had a like had a like real kind of bouncy feel like that with the animations in the background and stuff so yeah no i i kind of i'm digging it i'm digging it just for something different and refreshing yeah blaze how about you um yeah really i mean i really uh dug the the color scheme of it i like how it transitions into her kind of that's her art style that she does um her youtube videos in and and kind of what she doodles and and things like that um it's funny that you mentioned scott pilgrim uh, because we'll we'll get into her power set in a little bit, but surprised we didn't get dub on this one because Scott Pilgrimy and also um, her powers are very Green Lanterny. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, the way that of, they've redone them, we, yeah. but we'll talk about that. But yeah, the way they've redone sure. the show, it is very Green Lanterny. So Kevin, I'm going to go to you because listeners, Kevin has a little girl and he watched it with her, so we're also going to get her thoughts on the show as well from kevin she's gonna share so kevin how about you 
Um, well, I think everybody mentioned the color. It's a very colorful show, and they just they open it up with the color. I mean, you it's it's completely different. The way they've done this show, um, it's entirely different. Just everything about it, with the color schemes, the little comic books coming in and out. Um, I will say, though, I was really super excited for this show just because it, it's going to be a superhero for my daughter. Um, and it didn't disappoint in that regards. Like I, um, it was, it did it in such a good way of having a superhero for a kid. It's a little girl turning into a superhero and, um, everything that includes, you know, in regards to like the, the animation and the colors to bring the kids in. Yeah. And I think, I think that's an important thing that we, we should probably talk about is while this is one of them, it is, she is a Marvel superhero and this is an MCU show. It, it is geared toward a very different demographic than Marvel's really been bringing in before. And I think that's pretty terrific, personally. I mean, with all the colors and everything, it's geared toward the young girls like Kevin's daughter's age. But it's also geared toward Southeast Asian and particularly the Pakistani. I have lots of friends who are who are Indian and Sri Lankan and Pakistani, and they are just enjoying this because it is a glimpse into their culture and that's i think what we'll bring out next is it while it is also this it is a superhero tv show we're also seeing the culture clash between a 16 year old pakistani girl who is very americanized with her traditional pakistani family and i have to say i love the dad yeah. Dad yeah. is so yeah, fun. I can't wait me. to see. Yeah. I can't wait to see where they go with dad. So let's let's dive into that just a little bit. Let's go back around the room and see what everybody's thoughts were. I'm gonna start with Wise this time. What do you think about the cultural significance of this? So um uh, I mean uh from everything I've seen, uh people I've sp- spoken to, um, they really nailed it. They really took the time to understand the culture and look at the groundwork that the comic books had laid because that was a huge thing in the comic book was is always her and growing up as a teenager and also growing up in this um, cultural setting that can be harsh um, especially towards girls and women Um, so it's almost like you take a little bit of what Peter Parker has always been since his um introduction and you throw in this whole other aspect on it so not only is she she growing up with these powers that she doesn't understand she also has to deal um with a deep cultural background so it's it was really cool to see it see it play out and i'm um excited to see see where it goes kevin let's hear from you the the resident girl dad in the room well um i i did a bunch of uh Mission's work in my uh, in my twenties to Guyana, South America, and I know this isn't Guyanese, but it's it's strongly that that style. There's a there's a really strong um, Muslim community there, and it was really interesting, like seeing that dynamic. And it was like, oh, I remember seeing this. It was it was very me as an American. I always remembered how interesting the dynamic was between the parents and the kids because the kids were being raised. Um, even over there, they had the cell phones and everything else. So they had this more modern age. And to see it like play out on my TV where, you know, she's very modern. She has her phone. She has this and that. And then the parents are like, no, you have your own path. You have to do this. Or the mom, um, you know, really, you know, trying to lead the whole household, you know. And that's that's a lot of times what you would see in, in, in those communities is that the dad would work and the mom basically ran everything. And then the dad would come home. I mean, dad, you know, and it's it's very. Uh, it was just interesting watching it just play out. And and I I I kind of appreciated uh, her attitude uh, about the whole thing because as a girl dad, I don't want uh, my daughter. Uh, she she has to find herself, you know. And and me as a parent, I have to to look and say, okay, well, what is it that she actually wants? And um, I don't know. It was just, I don't want to go too deep in the way on that, but it was such a very interesting, I appreciated it. The dynamic there. Very cool. Tyler, any thoughts? Uh, yeah, no. Um, it's cool to see the, the wide variety of representation we're getting. Yeah. Uh, just because it is something different. We've been dealing with the Avengers and th- these very well-known things for so long. 
And now it's like, okay, we're going to start throwing other cultures. You may not, you know, be aware of how they operate and stuff in their homes and how the family dynamics are and stuff, you know, with Shang-Chi and now this, you know, we're, we're getting some pretty, pretty neat stuff. Um, I, I did enjoy the dad. Like he said, uh, he seems like the dad that's like, you know, the, you know, no, you can't have any candy until you eat dinner. And the dad's like eating a candy bar and he slips you a half of it, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, I enjoyed it. And it's, it's going to be one of those things where you get to watch this little girl really deal with some deep stuff. Cause as lighthearted as this show was and as bright and airy as it was, it was also, there was some, some undertones there of some pretty deep subject matter of her coming Absolutely. into her own while her mom wants her to live a certain, go down a certain mm-hmm. path. Because culturally, mm-hmm. that's normally what they would do. But she's more Americanized, I guess you would say. And, you know, she's kind of just finding her own way. And she is a rebellious teenager. I've been there. Yep. Um, <laughs> so she really was act the way she acted and conducted herself in the episode is pretty much how I expected her to act and how yeah. to conduct herself. Yeah. Um, exactly. Yeah. We've all been there. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I know, I know I'm, I'm going to bring up the thing that I know there's been some stuff out there in the interwebs world where people are like, you know, Oh, this girl's you know kind of bratty or, you know, this and that. Um, really? I just think she's just a, a teenager bucking the system a little bit. And there's a culture mm-hmm. clash there. Yeah. And everybody yeah, sure. through this whole yeah. series, I think we're going to see even her parents like have to come to terms and adjust and really just let her do her thing. And, I don't know where the superpowers are going to come into that, but you know, that's the, that's the fun part of it. I, I agree. I think, I think that's a good place to segue actually into the power set that she gets. Um, in the episode, yeah. we see her, the, a box arrives from her nanny, which is, which is due for a grandmother. So the box comes from her grandmother and inside there is the bracelet she keeps and she's obviously very drawn to it immediately. Now we see mom take it away and throw everything in the box and then take a box away really quickly. So my thought to everybody, my question to everybody in, on our panel and to our listeners too, do you think mom knows what that bracelet can do and 100%. does not want it yes. in Kamala's hands? Yep, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, everybody's shaking their head, guys. Listeners, so just you yeah. know, everybody's agreeing that yeah, yeah. it's very obvious that, that she did uh-huh. not get along with her grandmother, and she's trying mm-hmm. to keep her mm-hmm. from the same thing because of that bracelet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I wonder if we find out that maybe mom did some stuff with the bracelet. She mm-hmm. does not want uh, Kamala to have the same problems. Mm-hmm. So that's very interesting. So, yeah. but then. Obviously, she gets it because she wants to add something to her Captain Marvel cosplay. Let's talk about the great friend that they've given her as a sounding board during this whole thing. Bruno. We don't talk about him. We don't talk about 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 Bruno, Bruno. but I think this time we are going to talk about Bruno just a little bit. (laughs) I know Tyler had mentioned earlier when we were talking about that he really liked Bruno. So let's, let's, what do we think? I think it's a good, I think he's a good foil for our impetuous teen yeah miss marvel it's, it's always fun having the the nerdy guy who invents things you know the gadget guy yeah, exactly. and he i think he he played the part just right you know he yeah. wasn't too overbearing you know nothing like that he mm-hmm. was just he was there it looks like there's a little something between the two of them too yeah mm-hmm. i think there might be some so we've talked about the bracelet let's i'm gonna go back to blize on this Obviously, in the TV show, she's getting her powers from the bracelet. But in the comics, Blyas, can you just let everybody know exactly how Miss Marvel really got her 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 powers? And I think this is a good shift for the television show, personally. Yes. Yeah, so um, she got her powers with the um, she, like we said before, she is an inhuman. Um, when you are an inhuman, um, there's like a rite of passage test that they take in their society where um, they are exposed to a, a Terrigen crystal or Terrigen mist, and then they receive their powers. Um, there's different, there's kind of a couple different origin stories out there for her, uh, but she's exposed to the Terrigen mist and she gets her powers uh, and her powers are the ability to 
it's interesting. It's to like manipulate the um, like the molecules in her body so that she can um, expand, stretch, um, just kind of manipulate her body, um, similar to Reed Richards, um, but even more so being able to keep like the density. So whereas Reed Richards just kind of stretches himself out when she makes a giant fist, like it's a giant fist. It's, mm -hmm. it's still, it's still dense and she's able to, to fight and things like that. So um, it was interesting to see the way that her power set went in this because we saw hints to that in what the bracelets can do, um, but it wasn't that. She's not just manipulating her body. Like I said um, before, it's more, it's kind of like the Green Lantern ring. She's almost willing mm -hmm. things into existence. Mm -hmm. And I think that's an interesting way to approach it in the TV show, personally. Um, I think, and I, I'd like to hear what Tyler and, and Kevin think, I think because her powers are so to a certain extent, similar to what Reed Richards does. And we're now getting an introduction of Reed Richard into the MCU. I think this was a good way to kind of switch them up. So it just doesn't look like they just have the same type of powers. Sure. Well, um, Tyler and Kevin, I'd like to hear yours. Kevin, go ahead. It's, it's, it's interesting because like, so Marvel over the past, however many years has really been science-based. I mean, we have, we've gotten into mystic arts, but we've really done things with like science, a lot of science things. Now, because we're, we're going to be going with the mutants and everything else, we're starting to introduce body changes. You mm -hmm. know, we, we showed Mr. Fantastic. And, and I actually, I think this was a great way to introduce her, her power because it's still, um, I don't want to say recognizable, but it still makes sense in the quote unquote Marvel universe that they've built. And then they're going to start mm -hmm. building upon that more and more. Um, mm -hmm. So when they said they were changing the, the powers, I, I was kind of already okay with it because, because um, of that reason, I, I think they actually look really cool and you still get your hand, you still get the stuff. Um, and then it makes sense in the concept of the story so far because we have not actually been introduced to the inhumans on the moon we've only been introduced to black bolt um now i have a theory that might happen at the end of this but at this point you know it makes sense in the story i appreciate yeah. i appreciate it yeah oh, that's good i like that i think that's i think it i i think we're all in agreement that it is a nice switch up and i think it was done honestly to differentiate between Hearst have power set and Mr. Fantastic's power set. I think it works really well. I hadn't well. even thought of that. I hadn't even thought of that. Um, but it makes sense. Mm -hmm. uh, it, you know, and, mm -hmm. and my knowledge of Miss Marvel is literally what I just watched. I had I have no real background <laughs> knowledge on her. That's cool. Um, mm -hmm. that's good. So I'm and so I'm actually learning here along with you guys. So everything Blize is telling us stuff. I'm just okay, mm -hmm. now put it in the Rolodex. Um yeah, but I think also too, it's probably a lot easier to do more of a projection. Yeah, and when you got a massive room-sized fist doing something, it's probably a lot easier to make mm -hmm. it look good when it's more yeah. like a mm -hmm. dense projection, you know. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. I, I, I like the powers; it's 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 pretty sweet. Yeah, mm -hmm. I like it. Now, the bracelet to me, and I have not said this to you guys when we were talking before, so I'm going to get your thoughts. I'm just kind of throwing this out. It almost has a very 10 rings feel yeah. in design. And it could just be a design thing that they just kind of look similar, but it feels like a 10 rings kind of Shang-Chi kind of element. I mean, but again, it just could be that it just kind of looks like that. Now was me, the bracelet, so. was the bracelet part of the comics at any point? Miss Marvel? I don't believe mm -mm. so. No. Okay. Mm -mm. I don't, okay. No, I don't she's always so. just had as like, as like Bly said, she's always just been able to manipulate the molecules in her body. So is it possible it could be some sort of like um, eternal tech thing too? Or do you think uh, because of the whole crystal, uh, yeah. crystal origin? It could be, it could be eternals. It could be inhumans. Um, because she has the background as an inhuman in the comic books. Yeah. Maybe. And I mean, we we talked a little bit, listeners, we talked a little briefly about this, the four of us before we came on to record, is that it seems to me, and I think the guys are in agreement, that they're trying to reintroduce the inhumans to everybody. Right. Um, whether it's going to be the inhuman 
cast from the TV show that didn't work very well. I don't know. Um, we do know that it is the same actor who played Black Bolt in the in a com in the TV show as we did see. He he reprised his role for that cameo in Multiverse of Madness. And in the comic books, Medusa sends Lockjaw to Miss Marvel to protect her and look after her. So I just feel personally, I feel like this is Marvel's way of saying, okay, well, we have these really cool inhuman characters, our TV show bombed, but what if we start pe- peppering them in in other places and see if we can make them better than they were? How well, we get a lockdown? Make, it would make sense that that's why she doesn't want to give, the mom doesn't want to give that bracelet to Camilla because maybe she is an inhuman and her grandmother is an inhuman and her mom's mm-hmm. an inhuman. And her mom's like, no, I don't want any part of this. I want just a normal everyday life. So we're going to move to America. We're going to hide away, you know, and then in all actuality, the mom this entire time knows mm-hmm. that she's an inhuman. That would, that would be a great way to introduce them all into. I, I, I yeah. love that idea. I could see that happening. Um, I, I'm more, I think Tyler, I think you're suggesting that maybe it's, it's internals tech might be, there might, there's some validity to that too. Um, I think though that it it might be more in humans just because of her comic background. Yeah. They could connect it that way. Um, flies. What do you think? So we, I mean, we have, so we had, um, Shang-Chi had the 10 rings. We mm-hmm. saw a similar thing in the Eternals with their 10 um, rings that they were using. Um, now we have this um, this bracelet that's giving her powers. Um, and we also have, I forget which movie it was at the end of, but we have that post-credit scene where Shang-Chi, um, or who it's Wong, goes and takes that, and that, that, It is like, Shang-Chi. Yeah, it, it also was at the end of so, So then we have that, which has Captain Marvel in that scene, Mm -hmm. and they say the Ten Rings are sending a beacon. We don't know what it is, but it's Mm -hmm. calling to something. So we have all these cosmic aspects, and even the Inhumans Um, in the comic books. Normally, the Inhumans are they live on the moon, so they are themselves cosmic entities. So. There's a lot of cosmic stuff going on right now, and I think they even in in this episode of Miss Marvel, she says cosmic yeah. several times, and they end yeah. they end the episode on mm-hmm. the mom going, "Well, do you want to be this or do you want to be something cosmic?" And yeah. she looks at her her bracelet after mom leaves, and she's like, "Cosmic, cosmic. yeah." So yeah, something, yeah, something yeah. Yeah. you want to be this or you want to be mm-hmm. a human. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Now, in the terms of Inhuman Lockjaw, we talked a little bit about this earlier. Um, there was an article that came out with the young actress who plays Miss Marvel. She said that she wanted a Lockjaw cameo, but they did not give her one. Now, we all know that Marvel actors lie like cheap rugs. Mm-hmm. So it's very possible there will be a Lockjaw but who knows? But we are speculating on who we think might show up as a cameo. We're about 50-50 and being correct here at the iHeartGeek show on who we think show up in these things. <laughs> I think I think it will be an inhuman. Maybe it's Medusa. Maybe it's Lockjaw. Kevin has a theory, but we'll we'll talk about that when we go around the room. And but we could also have we could also have uh, Captain Marvel herself, Brie Larson, or Monica Rambo may show up as well. I think any of those are valid cameos, but again, nobody show up. So who do we think might show up? I'm going to start with Tyler. Kevin will do you last because you got your theory. Um, who I think will show up? I yeah, think, just uh, spitball. Yeah. It's not Mephisto. I, I think just because I mean, of how much work. it's... Well, no, Bruno's Mephisto. Um, but <laughs> we don't talk about him. I I think just because of how much they show her idolized Captain Marvel, you know, I think I think I that's feel like Brie Larson a very viable show option. Up. Yeah, uh, just yeah. just to give her a little wink and a nod, maybe just hey kid, you know, whatever. Um, but I want I'd, I'd like Lockjaw. I want I want to see a Me giant. Too. I want to see a giant bulldog. You know, I just, Lockjaw's easy on. to do because he's a big old CGI dog. 
Yeah, and they love their CGI at this point. Come on. They do right. love their CGI. Yeah. Right. Marvel's all CGI at this Lies, point. what do you think? Uh, it's probably going to be Jake Lockley, I think. I think <laughs> yeah. Him roll up. Uh, she's gonna, she's gonna He's going to take out Bruno. She's going to call a taxi. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dark ending. That nobody it is a dark expect. ending. It is a dark ending. Um, uh, all right, Kevin. Wow. Let's hear your theory. Um. Well, I, I mean, obviously, it's Captain Marvel. Uh, Captain Marvel is definitely going to show up, but I would love this show that you know it's going through. They find out that she's an Inhuman, and the very last part, it's it's Lockjaw that does come, and oh no, we got to we got to go over here, and then that's who he takes, and that's kind of how they end the show mm-hmm. where Lockjaw's come. You know, I think that would just make the most sense. So you're not having to have the entire show because that's a big deal. You showing Lockjaw in an actual MCU property, that's like a big deal you'd already show black Bolt, but it would be a great almost like a jake lockley scene an in credit scene where it's like oh there's lockjaw i gotta protect you and you, you know and what's up? Away. so i've yeah. got i've got something for you kevin that feeds into your your theory here so end show ends lockjaw shows up he's like we gotta go here he ports her and we see Captain Marvel, Brie Lawson, um, Monica Rambeau, because they're all in the next movie together. And mm-hmm. also Nick Fury, because the last time we saw him was he in was, space. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we said it here first, guys. If we're right, it's all yes. lies and Kevin. No, and Bruno, and, and, Bruno with a scroll. That's the thing. Oh, is the, no. MCU, <laughs> the MCU right now is building their worlds. So they're going to have exactly. your street level world, your cosmic world your mystical world and i mean that would yeah really makes a lot of sense i I do i want to go back to the eternals for just one quick second because the more i think about it the more it makes sense that we might see something eternals related as well because we haven't seen the eternals since their show since their movie now the movie didn't do that (laughs) great i think i think the consensus it is one of the lower end um uh, yeah marvel yeah. properties mm-hmm. they don't even um, acknowledge it I think even, the, even like, the fans really wrote, i think even the fans yeah. of the movie acknowledge it yeah, yeah i mean and i i'm a, i could be considered a fan of the movie and i'm saying it's yeah. low end marvel property um so i mean it might it might be that thing but i mean on the other side flip side it's the same thing with the inhumans that tv show was garbage yep. Yeah, um, but. it might literally be the worst of them all. It's terrible. Oh, it definitely is. Wow. Yeah, it's bad. It's very, very bad. <laughs> um, I mean, well, I mean, we could go on about that, but I mean, it's like ridiculous when you have a character's name Medusa and her only powers her very cool. I can kill you with my hair, and then they cut her hair off in the first episode. They shaved her head. They shaved her head almost immediately. Spoiler <laughs> yeah. alert. Oh, yeah, nobody's sorry. gonna Spoiler watch it for nobody's gonna watch it <laughs> but you can't it's, the Disney Plus, but it's not good show. yeah so anyways <laughs> we'll get off the inhumans kick and we'll get back Wait, into miss marvel real quick with the inhumans yes. one more thing last thing uh, okay they have been hinting of the inhumans since uh after endgame this entire time with yeah. captain america living on the moon <gasps> he's there that's too. not yeah. just yeah. something that well, they're just saying for nothing okay ah. so on the flip side of that, I read today. Yes. Okay. Okay. An article where yep. that they are hinting that Evans will be back. Yep. As uh, Captain America, he has said no, but it's not a hugely emphatic no. And it's like we mentioned at the beginning of this: Marvel actors lie like they drugs. like to redirect. Yeah. Yeah. Because yes, they're yes. very good at this. They're very he good gave, at this. He gave one condition or something. Yeah. Yeah. And he said he's, I don't want to, because of the high note. But yeah, that's the thing is they've been building, they've been building that they're going to be, I personally think, bringing back the Inhumans in some way. And I mean, they really brought that home with having Black Bolt be part of the Illuminati and Multiverse of Madness. And just the sheer fact that Miss Marvel is herself an inhuman and is, is spends a lot of time in the comic books with Lockjaw. I mean, it's just, it's, 
I think it's coming, but that could even be us. But um, one particular scene that I really, really loved, and I know I think a couple of you guys mentioned it when we were talking earlier, that we're like, when there is the back and forth texting conversation after um, Kamala asks her mom to drive them to AvengerCon, oh, and yeah. she's texting Bruno. I loved how they incorporated the emojis and the texting into yeah. the buildings and into the world as they were going back and forth. I thought that was really fun and interesting. And it kind of, nobody's mentioned this, but it almost has a Tron, like an old school Tron feeling when they did that kind of stuff to me. But they're getting so what did you guys creative. Think? You know, they, they're, they're going off yeah. the chain with being creative with this one, you know? And yeah. it's, it's cool because you had it's there. You you can do it with this one. If you did that mm-hmm. in Moon Knight, it'd be a little odd. Yeah, um, it's a little odd. Yeah. You know, but with this one, it worked. You know, you got the yeah. little as she's talking and saying, Oh, I could do this with my costume and I could do this and this and this. And you see all the, her ideas popping up, you know, following yeah. her around. The I love that. I love that scene too, where she's talking you know, about the plan and everything. I'm is glad because happening not, around them. Yeah. I don't know how many movies I've seen where somebody texts and you see the little text bubbles in the screen and stuff like, okay. It's, you know, it's such like, a visually pleasing show. Yes. Yes. It's very visually yes. pleasing with the colors, with the texting, with the, the pictures and the movements, very visually pleasing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I love the but- subtlety of her imagination too. So, like when in that scene where she's imagining like how um, they're getting to AvengerCon and uh, and all that going on, and in her her um, her thought of it, Bruno is Tony Stark. He's got the the beard and the glasses and oh, yeah. it's all clean cut. And then when they actually get there, he is he's Bruce Stark. Banner. No, he puts on a lap coat Banner. and he's like, I'm Bruce Banner. So he went the easy way of trying to portray uh, an Avenger scientist. Like, he's a science bro. I he's love her, he's so her Tony Stark. He yeah. creates the gadgets. You yeah. know, he made her the proton mm-hmm. gloves. And- mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what, if he's, love- what if he's Iron Lad and he's really Kang? <laughs> oh no! God, give me Kang everywhere. I want to see I him. Know. All Kang the Kang all the time. I want to see Kang. He's the Kang all the time. That's what it is. That's the big bad <laughs> in this show. It's Kang. It's Kang. Two, Kang. <laughs> there's two things I want to bring up and I want to talk about before we get to our grades for this episode. The first thing is just a quick little Easter egg for every. There were some Easter eggs, I'm sure everybody noticed, and we might go more into depth on the Easter eggs next next episode. Um, but the one that I really loved, and I'm sure Bly's caught it, when there is a there's a plaque on the side of the wall when she goes into into school. Um, on that plaque is a list of names. Those are her creators. The very first one is G. Willow Wilson. G. Willow Wilson oh, cool. created Miss Marvel. So those are all the Miss Marvel characters. Um, so let's talk a little bit about Avengers Con. Um, what a fun an interesting yeah. way of of messing with all of us nerds watching yeah. this going the first ever avenger con it's not I, even comic book accurate it's just like sexy miss marvel or captain marvel right i love it uh, and what's funny is it that is convention looks, accurate well and it, it what cracks like me up it looks like a cross between brie larson's costume now and the original con- comic book version when Captain Marvel was when Carol Danvers was Miss Marvel. Because oh, you know, she was cosplay. No, the the girl or, that they oh, were angry the other about. Girl, yeah. What, yeah, the one yeah. she saves where she's okay, in the bathing yeah. suit because that's literally what Carol Danvers used to wear. She used to wear the black bathing suit right. with the bolt yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I I love it. I felt like it was this whole tongue-in-cheek. Hey nerds, we know you're watching. This is what you guys are like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Blythe, what do you think about AvengerCon? So AvengerCon was, I think, was a huge part of this episode. There was a lot to really unpack there. Mm-hmm. Um, we got it as a little bit of a, um, I mean, it wasn't really a throwaway line in WandaVision. But when Monica Rambeau um, says that Captain Marvel came, or Th- Thanos was going to bombard the planet until Captain Marvel came. And uh, I forget what the exact wording was, but come down. Um, and then that was the first moment we had where we're like, how do people know? 
how do people know what went that went down in that battle yeah because that's a very specific thing to know that captain marvel just came out of nowhere but we find out in this scott mm-hmm. lang has his own podcast. Podcast. of course he does <laughs> Of yeah. course he does. And he's not going to keep anything quiet. Oh, yeah. he's releasing <laughs> government secrets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> do, do anybody of you literally want Paul Rudd to now oh, do a podcast? Yes. As Scott Lang? Scott like, Lang. I need this As in Scott my Lang. life. I need the Scott Lang Ant-Man podcast mm-hmm. now. Make this happen, Marvel. We'll pay I, for it. They can do one episode of that, and all He'll I want is it. to hear his take on that entire battle and how oh my god from start to finish like, yes. how his <laughs> reactions <laughs> are towards his take on it what's the one guy's name that has oh, like a story oh, Luis, yeah. Yeah. Luis, why don't you tell us what happened well, Luis can narrate everything as far as I'm concerned <laughs> he's pretty funny he's pretty good yeah so, so there was that and then there was the piece of fan art that's um that was Captain America um like turned around with his butt all big and sparkly and i was like well how would they yes. know that and then i clicked again i was like oh yeah that was his whole line in that movie yeah. was the mm-hmm. uh, america's butt um so um <laughs> we don't say that word here yeah sorry on a heart geek y'all <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah very cool like unpacking there of kind of how the universe and whether they planned on that or they're like oh people are mentioning this battle that weren't supposed to be at this battle so we have to yeah. figure out a way like it was a very clever way to, to it reminds fill that me bottle. it reminds me a little bit of the opening scene of um well not the opening scene but uh the start star the galaxy quest convention in galaxy oh, yeah. quest yes. mm-hmm. yeah yep. it's a little bit like that i really i dug it and, and having having been to the granddaddy of all comic cons once in my life yeah yeah <laughs> um it was also nice to see them go back to um i forget the specific place in new jersey but the place where steve rogers became yeah Captain they America. went to camp that lehigh one. which is yeah, where where stevie started his, his career that's the other thing is there seems to be that's I, i'm just going to deviate for one quick second and then we'll go back i'm sorry but that's the other thing that seems to kind of lend in my opinion a little validity to that Evans might be back as a quickie as as Cap. Um, maybe not full time because we have we have Sam as Captain America, right. but they never really stop mentioning Steve Rogers as Captain America, even though at this point in time in 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 uh Kamala's world, in Ka- Kamala's world, Sam Wilson is now their Captain America. Sure. You know, but there's still little nods here and there throughout the through lines of all of this stuff is so I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe it's just me wanting to see Chris Evans in the Star Spangled Man costume again. I don't know. It sounds like you just want a quickie with Captain America. That's American fun. <laughs> a quickie conversation, of course. Yeah. And yeah, we course. will <laughs> we will we will move on from that topic before Blaze and I get in trouble with the boss Where's man. That guitar at? This. <laughs> I have no comment. <laughs> Anyways, there's one other thing I want to talk about, and I have to admit, I was like Kevin and I missed it completely. Uh, there's an end credit oh, yeah. scene, kids. Um, for those of you who haven't seen Thank it, you, Tyler. <laughs> walk away. Always and wait. Back in like five minutes, <laughs> or just go sit down and watch the end credit scene because I missed it. But both Tyler and Blize told Kevin and myself about it because we had didn't realize. And I get it. it. I get so, it. We there's been quite a few episodes. We wait around and go. What? Hey, and there's nothing yeah, there. I've been waiting here. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so let's talk about that. And I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it over to Tyler and Blyas because they caught it. They stayed to watch, and I did not. So Tyler, tell us a little bit about it, and then Blyas, if you want to give us a little background yeah, well, on what's yeah, going on. See, I brought it up because I had questions. Many, many questions. <laughs> like, well, what are we looking at? Because they show this. This lady bring her. You know, Miss Marvel. You know, the the event at the con to this fellow's attention. And obviously we're at an agency of some sort. And he's like, yep, yep, go get her, you know? And okay, who, what's going on here? What are we looking at? Who's, who's going to get her? You know, that, that was yeah. my big question. Lies, tell us who's going to get her. 
So, um, to, for, so from my understanding, that is the DODC agent, uh, Department of Damage Control, um, that was working on the uh, Peter Parker case in Nowhere Home. So they are actively, what it seems to be is that damage control um, is actively looking for powered individuals and maybe specifically underaged powered individuals. Um, in the comics, there's a, a storyline that's similar to the um, almost kind of like the Civil, Civil War storyline. It's, it's basically the Sokovia Accords, but for underaged um, kids with powers so we may see that or we may be seeing them gathering the young avengers um, we have um currently we have a lot Marvel, of them now. we have wow. kate bishop we have patriot mm -hmm. we have mm -hmm. um, we have yelena yelena i don't think i i, I think, think she's yelena, gonna be a thunderbolt she's gonna be a i don't thunderbolt. think she'll be yet she's i think gonna she's be a thunderbolt. too old older at this yeah. point yeah yeah um but we've got wiccan and speed I don't know. I don't know if they're going to somebody. Be in somebody. You does. know what though? We, yeah, I mean <laughs> yeah, the thing is, we know it. that Wiccan and Speed exist Exists. in a different sure. universe. Mm -hmm. Right. Same thing with uh, Kid Loki. Kid Loki. Yeah, Kid Loki too. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a lot of young Avengers. I forget the the kid's name, uh, which he's a little bit older too. But the one who was um, uh, working with Sam during Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Oh yeah, the uh, guy who plays Falcon. He takes he's, up the, he's oh, older too though he's yeah, older he too though. but you never know Falcon, you never know what they're gonna do uh, eventually as a young you never so yeah there's mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. there's a lot of that too so they could also be gathering it, that mm -hmm. scene felt, felt very nick fury here's the avengers initiative mm -hmm. to me yeah like, so if get her bring her in it, i like if it. you missed it guys make sure you go sit back and watch it i have to watch it because i missed it but thanks to tyler and flies for pointing it out because you never know um i know i said i only wanted to talk about a couple more things but there's one more thing i want to bring up because we speculated <laughs> about it in our little chat because we always talk about this before we come on and say hi to you guys about it so that we don't sound like a bunch of dorks and don't know what we're talking about one thing that we speculated about is when she puts the bracelet on, she seems to go somewhere for a few oh, minutes yeah, or a few yeah. seconds, yeah. and then she comes back. Um, what do we think that is? And I would like to mention that we had speculations, but none of us were talking about the Inhumans at that time. So does that change your speculation in it? So let's see what everybody thinks. When she puts the bracelet on, where do you think she goes for that few seconds? Kevin, where do you think? I. Of course, you're going to start with me. I have, of I have no idea. <laughs> I have, there is the, one of the few times that I just here for the ride on this one. So, guys, tell me where you think she's at. All right, Tyler, let's hear from you. What do you think? <laughs> I'm going to pull up a chair right next to Kevin because I have no clue. Um, <laughs> All righty. <laughs> I, I, I saw that and it did. It, it like, well, hold on. What, just, yeah, what did just happen? Because she wakes up. She's like, yeah. did you see that? Of course, nobody saw that. So, she was, that didn't Somewhere. really happen. Yeah. Okay, so what, what what's the deal? Blythe, what do you think? Uh, so first of all, I'd like to just say that that is one of the, the beautiful things about this show so far is that even for people who are into the comics and know the lore about Miss Marvel, there are still things that we can't quite pinpoint down because mm -hmm. of the way that they're doing little bits of changes. And it's yeah. making it fun for people like Tyler and people like Kevin because... You don't know everything that's going down. You don't even know enough to kind of theorize on, right? So it's right. all just going to be new and just um, exciting from that point forward. But mm -hmm. what I had originally thought, and I'm actually going to stick to this one, um, is I think it's um, like the Pakistani afterlife. We've been dealing a lot with gods, right? So we have... Mm -hmm the wakandan um afterlife we've astral. had the egyptian yeah, the gods that we dealt with in uh, yeah the astral mm -hmm. plane um mm -hmm. we had the egyptian gods that we dealt with where they also went to the astral plane and we learned that the astral plane the afterlife, changes yeah. based on your purple. beliefs exactly um, yep. yeah and that's the thing and that's yeah. another thing to call out too is that all yeah. these afterlifes all have a purple Mm -hmm. kind of hue to it so mm -hmm. there was a lot and of course of, we have the norse gods the norse gods coming up thor we have and we're gonna gods. have 
Greek gods because we're going to have Zeus in yep. Thor, Love and Thunder. Not to interrupt, but I want no, to throw those sure, in. Sure, yes. Um, there's a lot of gods in play right now, and it mm -hmm. seems weird to be putting all of this background into gods and the astral plane and things like that and really not use it. So mm -hmm. I think that that's what, what that was. I think maybe it kind of messes with the inhumans theory a little bit, but maybe the mm -hmm. powers come from that plane of existence. Maybe they are an ancestral power and not an inhuman power. We almost did a little bit of the ancestral stuff in Shang-Chi as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. So that was, that mm -hmm. was a good, good. Um, I, I really like that theory. I'm going to play the other side of it though, just because we have, we need to have both sides of it. I think <laughs> um, if it, if it goes in the direction you're talking about, Belize, I would not be upset with it. Um, but now that we've spent all this time talking about the inhumans and her connection to the humans and her being an inhuman, I wonder if it just didn't take her to the moon, which is where the inhumans were sure. or are. Mm -hmm. Um, so if it if it went the way of the gods and it being an ancestral plane, I would not be upset about it. So either way, but again, it's just like you said, because for for Blyze and I, we have the knowledge of Miss Marvel. We have the knowledge from the comic books, but even we don't know what's going on. That's what's so great about all of these Marvel properties that they've been throwing Did at us is that go ahead, Tyler. Did you see what was in the background, like accurately? There was like, people. No, I I just saw purple stuff. So I thought because it goes by so quick, and I, I had originally thought that you know because I really just watched it real well once. Um, I thought it was like the still the, the con she was at, but it was all everybody was just kind of hazy and purple and stuff. Um, it could have been that to me. Maybe. It looks like they were just like silhouetted figures. They almost all okay. didn't look human. It looked okay. silhouetted figures, but then you okay. can see like the the eyes. Maybe it's see, just like, yeah. real, Maybe it's an artistic liberty somebody took. Look, maybe. look, we're gonna represent her falling into her powers. Yeah, you know, maybe. I mean, mm -hmm. maybe that's all. It was so like. let's I like, do I like this. Y'all's better. Let's do this. Hey, listeners, where do you think she went? She went. Let us know where you think on the YouTube comments or over on our Facebook page. I'm really curious to what you guys thought. And we so, yeah, what did we miss? Let us know. So let's go ahead and grade this. We always do it on a scale from A to F. So let's see what we got. Hey, Kevin, let's go with you. <laughs> and don't forget, you do not have to give it a grade, a high grade if you didn't think it was I high grade. I, we're not going to be mad. I'm going to be fair and give it two grades. Okay. There we go. Yeah. Do it, baby. If it was me watching this, I would say a C. I just, I, it's not completely I valid. I just, I want to, I want to see it more. I do want to figure out, but that's just, if it's for my daughter, and I will say my daughter's uh, mom also absolutely loved this. And with the women empowerment and introducing my daughter to superheroes and getting her excited because she is, and it's an A. It did exactly what it was supposed to do. Um, so I still want to watch. I still want to continue and see where it goes. Totally. So I'll two grades. I'm going with two. Perfect. Let's. I love it. Play both Tyler, sides. how about you? Who's this for, Tyler? Who's this? You for? know what? what? Who's this for, Tyler? <laughs> it's for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, just the fact that it's it's so different and refreshing. Like I said, we we just came out of a lot of just heaviness. With with Doctor Strange and Wanda and Moon Knight, just a lot. <laughs> so mm -hmm. watching this was kind of like, ah, oh, thank you. I can just sit back for a minute, you know, until the next thing. Um, and who knows where this is going to go too? When Kang shows up, I mean, yeah. So <laughs> the fact, still holding out for Lockjaw. So that that kind of it was nice. So that that definitely bumped its grade up for me. Uh, the the colors and stuff. It was something different. You know, and the different takes it has with the family dynamic and this and the cultural cultural dynamic and everything. Um, and the fact that my my younger son actually wanted to watch it for a second time today. That's so that, cool. That's cool. See, you know, that's cool. Um, he, I tried to watch Moon Knight with them because I don't you call me a bad dad, whatever. Uh, <laughs> it's a violent show, you know. But hey, I got boys. Um, but they didn't want like they they saw him fighting in the costume. Cool. 
as soon as he's gone, bolt right out the room. You know, this one they wanted to watch. So that's cool. Uh, that bumped it up too. So I'm going to go ahead and give it a, I'll give it a B. Nice. Lies. Um, I mean, you know me, I love my MCU. I uh, there's yeah, very, you do. very, very rare that I give anything um, below a B for anything like that. Um, and this stays true to that. Um, I'm going to give it a B plus. Uh, I don't want to go full A quite yet, um, mm-hmm. just because I want to see how things play out and see what they what they do um, with her. Um, but I think she's going to be around for a while. I think we have our next, um, like Tom Holland, Peter Parker, where we're going to see her um, show up in, in a good amount of movies or TV shows or what have you for a while, because uh, even this actress that they got, this is her first thing. I don't mm-hmm. know if we mentioned that. This is the first acting thing she's guess. ever done. And oh her, wow! She she didn't well, even she didn't want to be. She didn't want to well, be an actress. Yeah. It wasn't like she was well. an aspiring actress. She saw the casting call for it, um, and she um, already loved Marvel. She was somebody that was um, like a redditor um, and, and oh, someone wow. that loved the comics. I wonder and if she we'll was, be able to pick out was, her adjusting to being in it as the. She was a Miss Marvel fan too. She yeah, said she she, she started fan. reading it. Because mm-hmm. she is, she is a Muslim girl, yeah. and she's oh, like, "Oh, it's cool. me!" I saw, I saw those pictures showing, like, like um, you know, Tom Holland as a young kid dressed as Spider Man, and now, mm-hmm. and then they did the same thing with mm-hmm. her. Same thing so with her. Yeah, that's pretty so. cool. So uh, the next like Tom that. Holland's a little bit of a brave sentence, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how she goes. I mean, but for yeah. her, hey, her first, her first gig out the gate to be in the MCU and to be this character, she, mm-hmm. for me, she knocked it out of the park. I'm oh, I'm excited bad. to see her progress and and how she goes. Very nice. Um, I'm going with with you guys. I'm gonna hit it with a B because it's it is for all the reasons you guys says. It's fun. It's colorful. It's fresh. Um, it's a nice change from watching Wanda, Mister Spaghetti, or Sk- Spaghetti, Mister Fantastic. Is that how we say it? I love my girl out. Wanda, but you know, I need a little less death and I think we're going to get a little less death in this. So this is good. Yeah, um, so yeah, I'm going to give it a very, very, <laughs> we're not going to talk about what she did to my Captain Carter. No! <laughs> <laughs> my mom hit me and said, look what she did to Peggy. Miss Marvel, you're next. Oh, it's one. So bad, so bad. Anyways, solid B for all those reasons. And I'm really excited to see where this goes from from this first episode. And that, ladies and germs, is an episode. I want to thank Tyler. I want to thank Blize. And I want to thank Kevin for joining me today. And I want to thank all of the listeners for joining us. Don't forget to check us out online at iheartgeekshow.com. Use the con we paid extra for it. And make sure you check us out on social media, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, smoke tingles, anything. We're always there. And if you have any thoughts about the show or if you think that we missed anything, make sure you let us know too. We would love to hear your thoughts on the first episode of Miss Marvel. And ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining us on the iHeartGeek Show. You've been listening to the latest episode of the iHeartGeek Show. Make sure you visit our website at www.iheartgeekshow.com. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you check us out on YouTube, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And keep on geeking on to all of you geek rock stars.